Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Hi, Rudy Rodriguez here, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Jeff Bueller. Welcome, sir. Rudy, thank you so much for having me. Most definitely, Jeff. I'm really excited to have you here on the show. You have such a unique background, a unique story. You know, before meeting you, I had never heard of, uh, you know, this, the Sultan Seven Secrets and the principles of the Sultan who the movie Aladdin was based off of. And I found it so interesting when you filled me in on that. It was really cool. That, the story of how I came across his writings is quite a story. And everything before that is really uneventful. I grew up in a small town, just an average person, average education, and believed that I could only make my money in hard manual labor. I thought that was the only honorable way to do it until I came across the writings of Sultan Musa of Mali. Sultan Musa of Mali, yes. And, and also for our listeners, you know, they saw it on the, on the title here. You're, you're an educator. You're now a coach or an educator. You, you teach people these principles that you built your life on. And you recently did your first virtual event and, and did six figures on your first event, which is a, is a great success. And also a lot of lessons learned from that. So we're looking forward to, um, I know our audience is looking forward to hearing how you went about doing that. And importantly, you know, what are some of, maybe some of the errors or the lessons, <laughs> mistakes that were made that they can learn from. Um, but for also for our audience, you know, Jeff's background is um, also is a successful entrepreneur. He had a background in, in building, which you'll mention as well. And he also has a second home in Belize. So uh, pretty interesting. You're a pretty interesting guy, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I actually got into this industry because I was getting ready to retire to my farm in Belize and had the strongest feeling that I couldn't do that until I shared the information that was such a blessing in my life with a lot more people and not hundreds of people. You know, I knew I had to share it with millions of people, but I had no idea how two years ago. I just almost zero idea what to do. Yeah, Jeff, I think it'd be interesting before we talk into the event um, to share a little bit about that background, your story of how you went, you know, discovered the principles, applied them, and, you know, achieved the financial independence that allowed you to have that home beliefs and, and what brought you to now being a teacher of those principles. Okay. Do you want to ask me a question to lead into that, or do you want me just to jump in? Yeah, go, go ahead. Just share, you know, briefly, if you could share that story and how these principles came into your life and the difference they've made in your life and now how, yeah, we can start there. Okay, as I said, I had a deep-seated subconscious belief that the only honorable way to make money was through physical labor. Uh, and that came from my upbringing in a small farming community. Well, I wasn't happy with that. And one day while 
doing what I thought was the right way to do it. I was a concrete guy, concrete contractor. I was working for this elegant couple and they were obviously very wealthy. They had this beautiful home they were fixing up in a beautiful neighborhood. And I knew I wanted that. I wanted a better life, but it was just out of my reach. And this lady was so engaging. So she was elderly, but just so vibrant. And she was talking to me and I found myself pouring out my heart and it turned into complaining. And I recognized, uh oh, I'm, I'm kind of unloading my problems on this total stranger. And just in that moment, she turned around and walked away. And I was highly embarrassed. But a few minutes later, she came back and placed a manuscript in my hands. And I had no idea in that moment that my prayers for a better life had just been answered. This manuscript told the story of the richest man who's ever lived, Sultan Musa of Mali. And his is the greatest rags to riches story ever told. And he's the author of the famous fairy tale, Aladdin and the Magic Lamp, which he wrote as a metaphor for his own life to preserve his life. Because where he learned these seven principles that I'll talk about briefly was in a near-death experience where he met a man made of light who taught him how the world works, how creation works. And in his writings, well, he shared the fairy tale with anybody, but he wrote extensively and guarded the other writings and he, he used the fairy tale as kind of a, an out, you know, if he got in trouble or got called on talking about spirit bodies and spirit material and near-death experiences. I mean, this was the 1300s. You didn't just come out in West Africa and say, hey, I died yesterday, but then I came back to life and I met God and he taught me things that none of our scholars know anything about. That's a quick way to get yourself killed. So if he started getting in trouble teaching these principles, which he felt compelled to do, he would lean on the story and say, hey, it's, hey, man, chill out. I'm just telling a fun story. But he did teach these principles, seven secrets, which single-handedly lifted the entire Mali kingdom out of poverty and made it a very wealthy kingdom. And he did that long before he became Sultan. Interesting. Yeah, there was a whole story there that I know now our listeners are probably like, whoa, I didn't know this backstory behind Aladdin. I know that's what I thought. And uh, I'm gonna encourage our listeners to, you know, to tune in and, and read your book um, and learn more about what you do. Um, but yeah, I love how you took these principles and you've been teaching them. Um, to your students through a course and recently did a virtual event to, uh, to help them master these principles. And you did six figures, over six figures in your first event. Uh, one of the things I was really impressed by, by you and your team, I know you have a great team that you surround yourself with, is when you first decided, well, first of all, you said, we're doing the event. And that same day, you put out the communication to your community and I mean, within a matter of hours, and then, and then that same day, you had nearly 100 tickets sold for your first event. Um, 
So that's an impressive result that I, I imagine many people listening to this uh, interview were like, wow, how did they, one, make a decision to do an event, you know, and within a matter of hours already had sold 100 tickets. Um, can, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Well, yes, you were instrumental in getting us to do that event. So I give credit to you. The, the way we got people to sign up, and then we sold a $3,500 program to about a third of the people who signed up and attended that event. And by the way, almost everybody who signed up showed up. That's not typical. And I'll talk to why I think that happened. But the number one thing that I've learned doing this is to be honest, to be sincere. I think there's a real temptation to oversell and to make promises and to say things that aren't true. And if you do that, uh, it may not catch up to you immediately. But people feel it, and it will catch up to you. You'll have a tough time. You'll have to either correct course uh, drastically and try to rebuild, or it won't work at all. You'll end up going out of business. And that was a commitment I made early on that I would bear my soul and just be sincere. Tell them what is and what isn't, you know, what they can expect and what they shouldn't expect from what I teach them. But building that trust over the course of a year, maybe even two years, we had some people that had been with us that long from the beginning, allowed us to uh, offer this program and get a great result. And then when the people showed up, we also had pretty high success in, uh, you know, as far as percentages go in selling them the program. Now, how this worked, I, we talked earlier, Rudy, and I have to, again, being honest, two years ago when I got into this business, it's a complicated business, as you know. I had no idea how to do it, how to share what had been a blessing in my life with millions of people. And that's what I felt like I had to do before I retired. And so I used my own principles, uh, the Sultan's seven secrets. That's how I live my life. And it's all I have to share with people. You know, uh, sometimes they want me to elaborate beyond the seven principles and I tell them, uh, that's all I have. It's all I want to share. If I start teaching something else, I'm going to be outside of the realm of my expertise. So these seven secrets, there's some foundational understanding, which I want to get into. But the, the number one thing is Musa had this near-death experience, and he learned something called the language of the gods. And when you speak this language, the world obeys your commands. It just does. And I'm going to teach you the, that language in this podcast, in this interview. Now, it has nothing to do with the words that come out of your mouth. It has nothing to do with the thoughts you think. 
There is a mechanism that controls your life. It's what makes you, you. It's why people can kind of guess at what's going to happen if you undertake a certain thing. Uh, they pretty much know what you're going to say. They know what your views are. It's because this mechanism is controlling your life. Absolutely. And it's a serious thing because this mechanism chooses and dictates really important stuff in your life, like how much money you'll make, how much of it will you keep, how lovable you're going to be, how attractive, how fit, how much energy you'll have, whether you'll be productive or lazy. It's all of this stuff that makes up your life. And it makes all of these decisions based on one simple criterion, and that is what it believes to be true about you. Well, how does it know what to believe about you? You tell it in the language of the gods. And by the way, that is the only language it listens to. It's the only language it obeys. It's very much aware of your thoughts, the things you say, but it's not programmed by any of that. It doesn't obey that. So this language, this primitive mechanism that, that controls the mechanism that controls you is the language of feelings. Feelings is the language of the gods. So you're telling this mechanism every day. And if you go back to the metaphor that Sultan Musa of Mali wrote for his own life, Aladdin and the Magic Lamp, look how simple this is. Aladdin represents the conscious mind, you, that entity you think of as you. But running the show is what he called the veiled mind. And we are familiar with the concept of a subconscious mind. So that's easy for most people to buy. But in the story, the thing that makes it a great story, the thing that changes everything for Aladdin is the magic lamp. And that magic lamp in the metaphor represents this language of the gods. But it's more than that. It's an understanding of of how speaking this language uh, allows you to seize control of your life. So in the metaphor, the genie, the all-powerful genie who can get you anything you want, that's your subconscious mind. <clears throat> but you have to command it in this language or it ignores you. It literally ignores you until you speak in this language. And in the metaphor, we're told, the genie only says two things. One is a question, what is wanted? You know, what do you want? And the second thing it says is, your wish is my command. Now, your subconscious mind is always asking, every second, every minute of every day, it's asking, what do you want? And you are answering in the language of feelings. So let me ask you, you know, how are you feeling about your relationships? How are you feeling about 
your opportunities to make money or to go out and build a business or to do any of the things that you desire in your heart to do. How do you feel about your physical fitness, your level of energy, your level of happiness? And here's the beauty. Because you speak to your veiled mind in the language of feelings, and you command it in that language to build the life that is congruent with your predominant feelings, it also speaks back to you in feelings. This is how it controls your life. It's constantly feeding you feelings, but let's identify some of those because it's also thoughts and ideas, impulses, attitudes, moods, instincts, and that's how you operate. You absolutely act on your feelings and impulses and ideas and all of that. And it's feeding you those constantly. So when yeah. I, okay, go ahead. No, no, this is great. Um, and I, I love how, you know, we're getting to what really matters is like the, the inner state, the personal growth and development and, and how you live your life by these principles that, that you, that you teach and how you don't go outside of these seven secrets because it's going outside of your expertise. And uh, I think what would be really cool to hear for the listeners um, is, you know, how did you, how did you see yourself that you implemented some of these principles and make it as specific as you can that allowed you to do a six-figure virtual event um, for your first time? I think, I think that's maybe where we can marry the two and would be really interesting for people to hear. Okay. Everything you want it lives in a place called out there. All the knowledge you need, all the ideas you need, everything you want is out there somewhere. The trick is to get it to come to you. So here I am, I wanna build this business. I don't know how. I need people. I know I'm not going to take the time to learn everything there is about internet marketing and uh, you know all the complicated parts to that. So I need the right people. How do I get them to come to me? Well, you create the right feelings. And you do that with your superpower, which is your ability to imagine and pretend. With that superpower, you can see the end result that you want. And when you do that, you will feel a certain portion of the same feelings that you will experience when you actually have that thing in real life. So the first thing I did was imagine the right people coming into my life. And immediately you get feelings, different feelings than you had before. And those feelings you act on, you, one of them might be, hey, call an old friend. Remember, this guy uh, is doing something similar and you call him and you talk and you get more feelings. You keep imagining things the way you want them to be. And out of the blue, I get a lady named Julie who comes to me and Julie is learning the business, but she's into it and she knows a lot. You'd never quit learning, but she is really the hub. She and Stephanie, they're the hub of what makes the marketing side work. Well, the first thing 
I had to teach them was use the seven secrets to and use the language of the gods to find out all the other people we need and to, to attract other people that will teach us what we need to know or already know what we need to know. And this has really been the center of our, our business. And we've learned so much. I mean, I was spending $80,000 a month on Facebook advertising to get a crowd of maybe two or 300 people and only a hundred of those would show up. And I'd have to try to sell myself out of that hole before we made any money. And we were selling a workshop at the time. And, uh, but here's the thing. Let's go back to this event that was successful. There were a million reasons not to do that event. We didn't know enough. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have everything in place. And you encouraged us to do it. And that felt right to me. And we did it. And it's the very fact that we did that event that propelled us way down the road. The next event, uh, the next accelerator program that I'm going to roll out is 10 times, I mean, it's not just a little bit better, it's 10 times better than that one. The effects are going to be way more exciting the results will be more exciting so my advice is you know jump in and do what you can do and then learn and then do what you can do with a little more power a little more knowledge and learn and really just go that's the key thing if you sit around and you wait until you feel like you've got all the pieces in place That'll be forever. You'll never feel 100% ready, especially in this business. But in any business you're undertaking, it's kind of important to just take the next step that you can take that makes sense to take and then learn, assess, be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to get some criticism. Hey, you didn't do this very well. Let that Go deep into your heart, but only in terms of answering the question, how can I do better next time? Now, I don't take it too personal or serious in terms of saying, oh, well, I'm not a good person or I'm not good at this. No, it's just learn. Yeah, that's great, Jeff. And um, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is uh, this take the next step that you can see and, uh, and do the best you can and with the eye on just getting better the next time around you know you guys said you just decided you're doing the event and you give the best go and thankfully it was a six-figure event um, but you were able to see clearly all the things that you could have done better for the next time around that'll be 10 times better um maybe uh, i think what could be helpful here because we just have a few minutes left the interview um if, if you could share with the listeners what's like maybe the top mistake that you made that now having gone through it, you're gonna do it differently for the next time around. What would you say is like the top one or maybe two mistakes? Well, the, the number one mistake that I made was again, not really a mistake if you look at the big picture, but I went with what I thought was the way to go 
we went into Facebook advertising and it was very expensive and we weren't selling a $10,000 program or a $20,000 program. So it was difficult for us to spend that money and then get it back and hopefully make some. And that went on for the first year. So I would say the real mistake was just that maybe my team got a little bit depressed, kind of wondered if this was going to work. But once again, I, uh, at some point in suffering through this, the answer came when I sat down and imagined what I wanted to have happen with intensity and some clarity. And that was to have bigger crowds, much bigger crowds that I didn't have to pay for. And just, again, I had no idea how you'd do that, but I imagined it with intensity and some vividness until I could feel what that would be like to have crowds, big crowds that I didn't pay for. The very next day, a lady called me and she was in a panic. She had taken on the responsibility to fill a, a room of people. And she had the two main speakers, the paid speakers, but she needed two more. And they had to do it with no pay. So she called me. She's thinking, well, Jeff, he's a, he's a small fry. He'll do it. And I said yes and went and did that NFL uh, awards party. And there were more people there than I had spoken to before paying for audiences. And I didn't, I didn't get paid, but I also didn't have to pay. And then all of these people were interested in my book and my program and what I was doing. And that led to a podcast that one person in the audience had a podcast. I did that. That led to two more. That led to one of the podcasters giving me some really vital information on how to kind of put myself out there and get interviewed on podcasts. But again, that came to me. I could have never, I didn't know enough to sit there and figure it out myself. So we made mistakes and learned from those. And I just feel blessed that we're still standing because it really is a complicated business. If you, if you get off on the wrong foot and you're paying for everything, uh, you can go out of business pretty quick unless you've got really deep pockets. And I was thankful that I, I had deep enough pockets to stay in there until I learned how to do it a little better. And that's the marketing side. You just have to learn. You've got to keep your eyes open, talk to people, ask, tell people, hey, I'm getting killed. How are you not getting killed? And they'll happily tell you, oh, yeah, what you're doing, that, that will kill you, man. Try this. So the mistake was just maybe going into it ignorantly and hoping for the best, but I had a big enough war chest that I felt like I could uh, cover that problem. But I still tell people, just start, you know, start doing something and then learn and then go at it again. But be honest the whole way. Be sincere the whole way. Don't try to teach something you don't know anything about. 
don't try to teach something that doesn't have any real value, especially don't take anyone's money and then teach them BS or rah-rah or just uh, plays on words. That's always annoyed me. But almost everybody has some real, something really important to share that stems from their unique interests and experience. And there are other people who haven't had the same experiences who would love to get all of your wisdom and your knowledge in one little program that they can pay a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks for. And now they own it without having to go through 20 years of experience to get it. So find out what that is and then be willing to go for it. Step out there. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff, for sharing that. And uh, so many golden nuggets in this interview. Uh, one of my kind of final takeaways here is, you know, the show title is hey, How to Earn Six Figures on Your First Virtual Event. And clearly there's so much work personal work that went into this, you know, years of the person you had to grow and become along the way. Um, There's over a year of trial and error learning the marketing side of it, losing money uh, on Facebook for a while, um, having to find the right team members to come into play. Um, you know, there's so many factors of effort and not quitting along the way that, that came in to, to now what may seem to somebody as an overnight success but there's not, i don't think there's there's such such a thing actually exists um so yeah that's one of my takeaways here hearing what you had to go through to have this you know successful event if you have something important to share it's going to be fun that's the number one reason i do this is because there's a moment when everybody gets what I'm saying. And I know when that moment hits because their eyes pop open a little, their mouth pops open a little, and they say something like, oh my gosh, I see it. Well, what they're seeing is how the world works, how creation works, how you seize control of your life. And once they see that, every single person improves their life. They have a happier life instantly more hope, more personal power. Well, that's really fun for me to feel like well, I have this to offer, hope, power, knowledge that's usable, uh, beneficial, productive. And when they take that out of my hands because they see how valuable it is and the look on their face, that's so much fun. That's better than making money. You know, you gotta have money, sadly. But that's the payoff. That's the reward when you see the look on their face. And then, you know, of course, the thank you. But you know what that feels like because you were there at one point. You didn't know how to do it. And now you do and they do. So really a blessing, just an absolute blessing in my life. Excellent, Jeff. Thank you for that, my friend. And as we come, bring the show to wraps today. Um, if listeners want to learn more about you and what you do with the seven, you know, sold seven secrets, what's the best way for them to uh, to learn more? Well, it's really easy. I wrote a book, The Sultan's Seven Secrets, and I'm giving that book away as cheap as I possibly can without losing too much money to give it away. So we sell it for two dollars. It's a, you can go on Amazon and buy it for nineteen ninety nine. 
But since you're here, go to sultansevensecrets.com and just download it for two bucks. You can be speaking the language of the gods tonight, all day tomorrow. It's easy to learn and it will change your life. But that's sultans with an S at the beginning and an S at the end. No apostrophe though. The number seven secrets with an S at the beginning and an S at the end. Sultansevensecrets.com. Get that book. I'm trying to give away uh, millions of copies so I can just go retire in peace. All right, Jeff, we got that. We'll make sure to include that in our show notes as well for our audience so they can click on that directly. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you. Thank you again for being a, a wonderful guest on the show. It's been uh, just so much fun playing with you and your team and uh, getting to you know be part of that first event with you guys. Really enjoyed the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. And I uh, look forward to, uh, to hearing what you do next. Thank you, Rudy. This was great. And it's great to see you again. All the best of luck. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in-person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez, and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.